This is the Spark Podcast, a bi-weekly show where we explore the creativity, technology, and business of CG. I'm your host, Marina Antunes. Braun Media Corporation hasn't always been the Braun Media Corporation. A decade ago, the small Vancouver upstart was a family business launched by the husband and wife team of Aaron and Brenda Gilbert. The duo launched their company with a mission to produce meaningful, creator-driven content. Braun has been instrumental in more than 90 productions worldwide, both independent and big studio films. And along the way, they've done fairly well, garnering four Oscar wins as executive producer and producer for films such as Joker, Fences, and Bombshell. And overall, they've garnered 19 Academy nominations. Now with 60 plus productions, offices in five cities, and numerous awards under their belt, they're a powerhouse. Though Brenda will say that they're not quite there yet. So how did Braun go from small upstart to industry leader? Let's find out. What was the catalyst for Braun? How did this all start and why? Um, so the the catalyst was in, in, in essence is we had um, raised some financing for some particular projects and we'd had to take over production in previous years and we decided that it would be very interesting to open up a studio, a small shop, just to put content out there, compelling content, compelling stories and uh, we had to figure out a name for our company and we were trying to be clever we're trying to be quirky and essentially came up with the name Braun, which is just a play on letters so the br when i say we it's me and my husband so be the br is brenda and the on is for aaron my husband my partner in crime my partner in life um so what was the catalyst with those or like with those early projects what were you guys um looking for in 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 the projects that you were uh, developing in essence well we're, we're looking at projects that essentially told a story portrayed something had wonderful talent attached to it um, could could really evoke emotions and connectivity to audiences um, and also for um, an entertainment side of things because both Aaron and I truly enjoy movies and we have a passion for that type of entertainment um, so it was just it was just really important for us to get involved with something that we were, you know, first and foremost passionate about, but also something that we could, um, you know, give to audiences um, to consume. Now, over the years, you you guys are now a powerhouse in Hollywood and in the entertainment (laughs) industry in, in general. And I'm curious how, if at all, that mission has changed, like has how you approach projects or how you select the projects that you involve yourselves uh, with. Has that changed over the years? Um, thank you, and thank you for thinking that we're a powerhouse. It's interesting because I still feel that we're we're not quite there yet. But uh, I appreciate the wonderful and kind and sweet words. Um, but yeah, I think that it hasn't changed in terms of our mission and what we're trying to do is reach um, audiences and have topics that can travel globally and that people can really connect to. I think that motto that hasn't changed in terms of the content that we want to put out there. Uh, what has 
has changed is um, our network, um, our resources, our accessibility, and also giving opportunities to talent um, that can attach to themselves to, to projects that they're finding and wanting um, to be meaningful, and also opportunities for, for crew um, in terms of showcasing their talent, their expertise, but also giving them an opportunity for their own career and personal growth. You know, you touch on a couple of things there that I think are really interesting and that I kind of want to talk about a little bit more. And one of them is this idea that you're creating content that is meaningful. And I noticed that Braun has a number of divisions, and I'm curious how those have sort of developed over time. Uh, I assume that you didn't start with as many as you have. So has that come sort of as uh, out of a necessity for the stories that you want to tell and the content that you want to create? Yeah, I think we we evolved um, at first as Braun Studios, and it was for both live action and animated content. And as time went on, and the number of projects were that we had in various forms of production, whether that's development, actual production, or in post, and also just whether we were um, taking a lead producio role or not, so meaning that we we're both taking a financial and creative lead, we realized that we needed to have dedicated teams that could really manage, that could really um, um, support and help these projects to all the different components of all the different uh, types of production um, because it was really hard for a smaller team just to um, manage that um, across all the <laughs> varying projects that we had. So we, we did it out of a necessity and also out of the number of projects that were pitched to us and also the number of projects that we were developing in-house. And tying to that other part of that first comment that you made, I one of the things that um, I find with you is knowing you a little bit and you know following you on social media and seeing uh, all of the things that you do, I get a sense that you're a very conscientious and very supportive person um, and that you really, you don't put things out into the world that aren't positive, like you're just very, very positive and very supportive. And I find that also inclusivity goes into that. Like I look at your, your leadership team and you have such a diverse collection of individuals, a lot of women on your team, a lot of people of color on your team. And, you know, as a woman of color in an in industry that's, you know, very much still a little bit of the old boy, old boys white the old white boys club it's 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 refreshing to see that but i find that sometimes when we have these conversations about diversity and inclusivity they feel almost like a little bit of um just talking points and not necessarily calls to action but with you that feels very very different and that also seems to translate into the 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 work that you guys do and the projects that you produce and i'm curious if that was I mean, I'm assuming it's just part of who you are and that was ingrained into Braun from the beginning. But how do you think that one that has made you or allowed you and Braun to be sort of leaders in the industry and, you know, how that gives you sort of a, a leg up above other companies that might not be following those footsteps? You know, um, it's, it's very interesting, and, and we try to be as conscientious and supportive, inclusive um, as we can be 
without it being something that is trendy, that without it being something that we're checking boxes um, on, because, you know, there is times where there's trends and things like that. And, and, and um, for us, it's part of who we are, what we're wanting to do, what we're wanting to communicate. Um, and, and also with inclusivity and diversity, you get fresh perspectives, you get different perspectives. You um, understand that there is intricacies in terms of storytelling. Um, there's also subjectivity as well. So it's able to bring out something on um, a larger platform and, and give people access to that type of story, not necessarily in a working capacity only, it's also in a consumption capacity. And um, I think is just being as authentic and genuine as, uh, as we can be in terms of the stories that we want to put out there and also the people that we want to work with as well. Behind the camera and in front of the camera, we have um, a lot of directors that we've worked with uh, on multiple occasions We've had a lot of talent that we've worked on on a number of films. We rehire a number of our crew members that we really love working with and we want to continue giving opportunities to. So uh, I think it's just for us to be who we are and to, you know, have more and more people come on that ride with us because, you know, if there's one bus, we can all obviously, you know, acquire more and more buses and fill those buses up as much as we can and keep moving forward. You know, whenever you speak, you, you there's always like this um, feeling of, being like a part of a family, which I, I think is so special. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I mean, you, you know, you work with your husband. Um, you have four kids in for all instances, you know, for a baby's count. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the fact that you're a working mom. The, 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 the balance of work and family life is, you know, difficult for everyone. Uh, then on top of that, you add the fact that you're working with your life partner, so you see them all the time. How, how do you, like on a practical basis, how do you kind of deal with, you know, finding that balance and being able to leave, you know, work at work and home at home? I find that so many creators are working on projects especially if you're independent or you know you're doing something for yourself you're working on it on your spare time so you have to kind of find those spare moments to work how do you how do you divide that how do you find that balance what are your tips and tricks <laughs> maybe don't sleep no don't, don't, don't. <laughs> yes as, as you know Marina I know that you work around the clock as well is that um you know, when you're you're so passionate about what you're doing, and you're passionate about life, and you're passionate about family, um, and you and you truly care about people, is that you don't think about it. Um, you you just go and do it. And and I think that um, our inclusive inclusivity, pardon me, is also extends to family life as well so the kids um when we opened up shop officially the kids were quite young when we incorporated bronze studios um i had not even a one-month-old baby on my hip i had an eight-year-old and i had a five-year-old no fur baby at that time so it was only three children um and we you know, it was it was like we we, did, we didn't really think about it. We just went ahead and and did it. So how do we deal with the balance of work and family life? Is the children from a very young age 
understood um, what was going on in our work life because they were there during conference calls and they were told to be quiet or they've actually been in meetings and things like that and they knew that they had to be quiet but it was interesting to note at that time as a side note is that we didn't realize how much of that information that they were actually internalizing because um, what they what they've done right now is um, so at my son's now 19 and my daughter's almost 16 the two elder ones is that they love film and they actually can um, break down films uh, way better than I could at their age it took me many years and owning a company and producing a number of films to get me at that point so to answer your question um, is that balancing is making sure that everybody understands what's going on and being respectful of that. But they're also, the children also come to the film sets and things like that. I know that it's going to change a little bit amidst COVID. Um, and also is that with family time, we are here, we are present, we make time and we make we do things. And even when I'm away and I'm traveling to business meetings and things like that is I call my children, I talk to them every single day, whether it's by FaceTime or by phone. So we are always engaged, we're having open communication, we're having direct communication with them so they know what's going on with our work life. Um, in terms of having, everybody asks me this question in terms of how do you do it with working with your husband and you know and and then also the personal side of things is i think that it's actually been a benefit for us because we've been over time understanding um who is better at what you know where do we shine what can we do in terms of dividing and conquering and the reality also is that in that dividing and conquering we're not always together um, and, and just as, a, as another note is that when we are in our office in Vancouver is that our offices are not close together. <laughs> um, and for you married couples is how we've decided to, um, to balance work and family life is we actually have to, at the end of the day, ask each other if we want to talk about work right now. Because sometimes I'll be very passionate about something and my husband will be like, okay, wait a minute, you know, it's been a long day, I've, you know, been at it for how many hours? And um, so just meaning, just making those boundaries and, and just being really respectful of that. Um, I, I, at some point I heard you mention, and it wasn't in today's conversation, but I think it was in another interview, the three P's. I wonder if you could expand on the three P's. <laughs> I've actually expanded on a fourth P as well. Oh. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think that, um, what's been really important just in terms of my journey, um, uh, as a person, as a woman, and, and having multiple roles, and also just even in, in work life, is um, a lot of people ask me, what kind of advice can I give them in terms of their own personal growth, in terms of their work growth and career trajectory? And I refer to it now as the four Ps, and I think it's the passion for what you do that keeps you going, that keeps you inspired, that keeps you motivated. I think that there has to be a purpose in what you're doing. Um, asking yourself is, why am I doing this? How am I going about doing this? And is it really important to me? Um, the third P is having the patience. Um, our industry and a lot of industries, a lot of work is, is you know, taxing and tiring. Um, and you get knocked down a few times. 
Um, but the, the, the thing about it is how do we get back up? Um, and we, we need to get back up. We may stumble and whatever else. And, you know, obviously it's important to have support systems and supportive people around us, which brings me also to perseverance because that's also hand in hand with patience is keep at it. You know, if you really believe in it and if it's really important to you, keep at it. And I know that we all hear about people that have been keeping at it for 20 years and then they see some sort of success or they achieve what they wanted to, wanted to do. So I think um, it's just in you know, the four P's, uh, passion, purpose, patience, and perseverance are just ultimately important for me and what has worked for me personally. You know, Sort of adding to that, I'm curious, you know, you, you, you say that the, these are kind of the, the four P's that you, you tell people when they ask you for advice. And I'm wondering, more specifically, if you met 20-year-old Brenda on the, like, on the street, what would you tell 20-year-old you about what was coming well, the, 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 the challenges that were coming and maybe, you know, how to, um, I don't know, just, just what would you tell yourself? If, knowing, now, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself, you know, the 20-year-old Brenda? <laughs> I think is, you know, um, the, the roadway, the pathway is never straight and narrow, and it's, it's okay to take those detours. It's okay to change your mode of transportation. It's okay also to take one day at a time. Um, it's okay to take a pause and get back to it if, if need be. Um, I think that also is that knowing your self-worth is, is very, very, very important. I was very shy growing up, um, and some, sometimes I'm still the same way. Um, but knowing your self-worth and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I can do this, I've got this, um, and I think it just starts from you um, and having that confidence and having people around you that can really help and enable you in some capacity um, and without judgment. And how do you navigate those instances where, you know, you may have someone in your corner that turns out not to be exactly who you thought they were or who isn't really as supportive? How do you navigate the, the sort of the, the intricacies of maybe removing that person from your life without being hurtful or dismissive like how how do you navigate that for me uh, you know first and foremost is also to use diplomacy intact um, because I have to treat people how they want to be treated regardless of what they think of me how they think of me and and just in terms of their own temperament and personalities we're all different people and people different people approach things in a way that maybe I perceive as being aggressive and not being constructive or maybe not being respectful. And they may not know that given that we all come from different backgrounds, different experiences, different expertise. So in terms of dealing with challenging people is trying not to be reactionary at first is actually taking a step back and thinking about what is this person really trying to communicate and trying to have some objectivity to it. 
talking to somebody that you know that can give you insight and then not sort of surrounding myself with people that necessarily agree with me because I think that that can give me a little bit more clarity um, and, 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 and you know, just trying to be a decent human being to that person because sometimes their reaction um, may, that we may perceive or I may perceive as being negative can be due to circumstances that are unknown. Um, there is complexity to people in terms of their home life as well and some of the stresses that they have to deal with there. So um, the reality is is there's a lot sometimes that we go upon um, and, and even with social media, a lot of people comment on things that they don't know nothing about. They only see what people want to put out there. So for me, is just really trying to have that objectivity, taking a step back uh, and not reacting. And I assume that that's something that comes with practice and time, right? I mean, I find that even personally, that's sometimes hard to walk away. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think time can make it better for us. I think age also and experiences. I think that the more that you are put into certain situations, you, know, you don't necessarily have to be a lead um, in the community or a lead in a company whatsoever. But I think it's, it's, it's that perspective and that clarity and also dealing with multiple people. Um, for, for me, it's, it's a very long career uh, um, with film and also other industries and interacting with people at a mass level and also at a smaller level as well that has, has given me the patience, um, has given me much more insight, and also the fact that I do have children and they also have three different personalities, and a fourth one if you include, include my dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, as a... Uh, you know, you, Braun has comp, uh, offices in a number of places, but you are still true to Vancouver. You still have a major office here. Your animation studio is here. Um, you do a lot of work here. You you, you live here. Uh, how important is it to you to stay connected to the local community and, and, and to stay in Vancouver and support support film here? Oh, it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly, incredibly um, important to me because this is where my roots are born and raised in Vancouver, as I said earlier, and also um, to support the local film community, whether it's um, with animated content or live action, which is really, really important. Um, and also, I want to make a note uh, to you, Marina, Sly, and Keith, who really championed and supported Braun before we were a known entity, before we became visible, before we had such a prominence on the live action side of things. So um, it's, it's very important for me to also return that favor and foster talent here that can be somewhat hidden or people aren't wanting to pursue certain careers because they don't feel that they're supported or they don't feel that resources are here. So it's, it's in, in extremely important to me because my roots are here um, and I love being a Canadian. And that was Brenda Gilbert, the co-founder and president of Braun Media Corporation. Braun is currently working on a full slate of films and their second animated feature, The Willoughbys, is now streaming on Netflix. The Spark Podcast is a production of the Spark Computer Graphics Society. For more about Spark CG and our upcoming events, visit sparkcg.org. We'll be back with another episode of the podcast in two weeks' time.